Welcome, everyone. Uh, you are listening to the Wrestling Rehap Up Live WrestleMania 37 Night One Reaction Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Mari Forth, and with me, as always, my tag team partner, the person I continue to make history with, the Bianca Belair to my Sasha Banks, Mr. Matt Scott. Matt, how are you doing today? Oh, <laughs> I'm amazing. I'm amazing. And by the way, I'll just mention right now in real time, I'm getting texts from uh, Bryce Isaiah, who was on our <laughs> podcast earlier this week for It's a Look, um, saying that he was screaming. The outfits <laughs> and all of it were amazing. So I'm in I'm, I'm in a great mood. And that was a phenomenal end tonight. One of WrestleMania. Absolutely. Yes. And I. As much as I like want to just jump in and like just feel the emotion, I still feel like we have to go, we should go through the rest of the card and then get to the part that we all want to listen to. Um, and for everybody who's just joining us, please, uh, submit your audio questions or your audio comments. We will play them. We'll listen to them. We'll talk back to you. You'll be featured on our podcast when we put this in our podcast feed. Um, go check out on Instagram, Rahapgrams, Matt. Matt is currently taking over um, the RHAP Grams Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. He's been doing it all day. It's been amazing. I've been glued to my phone, Matt. Every time you post something, <laughs> I've been glued to it. That's good because I, uh, among other things, was creating rehapslers um, without you on the <laughs> other end of it all day. And I was like, are these good? What I win? I have no clue. I've gotten positive feedback from all the people that I've made characters about those. So that's really good. And um, yeah, only a few more posts to go before it's the end of the day. And before, of course, tomorrow, you take over the RHAP Grams Instagram account. I know. I'm I, now I'm scared. I'm like, you did a great job. I saw when Bryce took over, his was really funny. I love Kirsten's as well. So I'm like, yeah. I'm nervous. I have a few tricks up my sleeve. I've been working oh. on something. I might be like Uh-oh. shooting myself in the foot here, but I, I really am excited. Um, this is a great way to start the weekend. We're not going to take up everybody's time. We want to keep this short and sweet. So, Matt, how do you feel about the night overall? The night overall was so interesting. I just felt so distracted, honestly, by the presence of fans in the building. That <laughs> and I was thinking about it as it was going on. Like, I got used to the fans being there as the night went along, but. Like, imagine if you're Bad Bunny for the first time in front of a crowd performing and being in the WWE setting. You don't know how the fans are going to receive you. And it was almost like it it was completely new, it seems like. I didn't know if the wrestlers were frazzled at all. At the beginning, Mm -hmm. there was a lot happening at the beginning between the weather delays. Mm -hmm. um, slippery uh, the slippery yeah ramp, the ramp other oh my gosh so um they settled in but at first it was a, it was honestly a little shaky 
Yeah, it really was. Like, um, that weather delay was just so awkward. We were just sitting there staring yeah. at our TV while they just threw people out there like, go, go, yeah. go. Like, <laughs> do your promo. Do yeah. your promo. Go, go, go. And it's just like, what is happening right now? It took me a minute to realize like, oh, it's because of the weather and stuff. Because um, I was probably yeah. looking down when they had first said it. But it was just, that was kind of weird. It did get off to a weird start. But um, once, like you said, once it, it started, it was really good. I actually really liked the flow of the whole card, actually. It, um, uh, Drew and Bobby did a good job. The women's tag team, like it was, it was such a good, um, they, the placement was perfect. I thought the placement of all of the matches was perfect. Um, so let's just listen to our first audio question before we dive yeah. in. Maybe it'll, um, have something on there. The Bad Bunny match had no reason to be that good. <laughs> Wait, was that what? Like, that was so yes. short. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I, and just to dive in and talk about that. From the beginning of the match, um, I was actually just nervous because I wasn't sure what to expect from Bad Bunny like everyone else. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that he was going to work 99% of the match. And then mm-hmm. uh, a, a, what, what was that? A bat, uh, not a bunny destroyer. Was it a bunny destroyer? It, 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 well, that's what people are calling it. It's basically a Canadian destroyer or a yes. red or sunset flip. It's all the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that was amazing, and um, just all of it was was cool to see. And I'm glad that he showed up, and I hope that's not the last time that we see him actually in a WWE ring. But what were your thoughts on on that, Mari? Literally, Wes read my exact mind. That's exactly. I was like, "Why is this match so good? Like, this does not have yeah. the right to be this freaking good." And it was like a great precursor to go into the uh, the main event. I was like mm-hmm. so hyped. I was like, "Oh my god, Bad Bunny is selling." so good he was selling so good Matt and you have to like also of course give Miz and John Morrison their flowers because John Morrison did at least like 85% of that uh, Canadian destroyer but that that's yeah. okay. That's, you know, that's, those are the moves. That's what happens. And then yeah. Miz, like, again, Miz is the face of the company. He is the exo facto, like the permanent face of the company. And they trust him. He's so safe in the ring. They trust mm-hmm. him to beat up on the most popular rapper in the entire world. Like, yeah, but like so. the flip side of it too, it's like they trusted Bad Bunny to go through all of that and do all of that in the match. And I think that that's also saying a lot because I'm sure there have been many times where people have shown up. I, I think it might have been a joke uh, about Snoop Dogg wanting to show up at WWE and do a frog splash like he did at AEW. Oh, but God. like it's, it's all a point to say that uh, they don't trust everyone with the ability to compete in the ring. And so I think that says even more about just the prep that Bad Bunny did. And hopefully this is not the end. I keep saying that just to put it out yeah. in the universe because Vince McMahon listens. Um, so yeah, um, yeah <laughs> let's, let's really, let's hope that we get more of, of the bunny. And actually, I, I really do. I really want to like it. a yeah. serious, serious competitor. That was, that was awesome. And again, one of the high points of the night for me. Yeah, I would say that has to be like top three celebrity matches. Like, 
totally easily. It was so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you for the audio uh, comment there, Wes. If anybody else wants to submit an audio comment, question, whatever, we'll listen to it and we'll respond. Um, so yeah. Drew versus Bobby opened the show, which was great. Uh, we had Ryan Papala on the show the other week and he suggested that um, um, that that might happen, that they'd open the show. Drew deserves like the audience reaction and all that. So it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good opener, like very hard hitting, like we thought. Um, very straightforward. It had like just a little bit of shenanigans, but Bobby ends up winning there. He ends up retaining the yeah. title. What did you think about that? That just caught me off guard. And I just um, did <laughs> again, the, the whole, like, I, again, I was just distracted, not even by the crowd being there and everything else, but we had um, Michael Cole and uh, just the announcers and MVP standing together right at ringside. Yes, which was weird. Did we figure out why they, why they were standing there? I have there no so clue long? why they were standing there. I have no clue. Yeah, but they were all standing like, together and i don't even remember if mvp was on on commentary because at that point i think i was still um like doing some stuff like on the, settling the half grams mm-hmm. and settling in right and so that was bizarre but you know what like i know on the second watch i'll be able to pay closer attention to to what was happening there but it was a good yeah, they- match it was a great match and that was really surprising because like we were saying the other day or like i said at least it seemed like they were weakening Bobby's defenses to then set him up mm-hmm. to lose the championship. And Drew had this yeah. arc about um, building back to the championship. So we'll see. We'll see what they do with that. But I'm I'm glad that they kept the title on him. Me too. Me too. I am glad because I feel like he, his run was just starting, but I was so expecting it to end. I wasn't even like... That's why we were so shocked that it kept going. But they kept having yeah. a lot of production issues at the beginning, too. I, I don't know if it was the, the, the delay or because of the, the live audience-ness or, or of it all, but they had, like, yeah. hot mics on the panel. There's a point. Yeah. I don't know if it happened on everybody's, but it it just cut out. It just, like, cut out um, in the middle of one of the, like, the matches like at one point there was a a video playing but there's some weird audio playing over it It was really interesting Mm. that normally wwe that's the one thing that they always have down you know what i'm saying production is what basically keeps them above some of the other wrestling companies so that was that was really interesting to see that kind of falter there for a minute um yeah so you know what i don't i don't know if this is come up for people and just watching and being on social media and all that but i know that in the wrestling discord the rhp patron discord that there was just i I think it was there at least i don't know there's so much happening today and so many different channels to monitor that i might not remember exactly where it was but the crowd kind of seemed a little muted or quiet and i don't know if that was the masks or the or the weather or the actual stadium but that was just another thing that i thought was notable and honestly the thing i appreciated most from the crowd was like the visual reactions um especially Mm -hmm. as the show went along because that was the thing that was so different than everything we've had in the last year but um yeah they just weren't as loud as usual if anything, that's kind of like what we what you're used to. That's why you liked it because um, I agree. I the whole time I was like, why can I really hear the crowd? And I, I'm assuming yeah. that 
only those people in the front were really close. And, you know, it seemed like there's like kind of a barrier after those first few rows. And I bet you everybody yeah. else was just dis- displaced throughout the stadium. And you got to remember yeah. that that stadium can hold what? Probably a, a hundred thousand, eighty thousand something fans, but mm-hmm. they only had like twenty five thousand or something. Yeah. So I guess like acoustic, acoustically, it, it just didn't work. But um, yeah, those those the fr- the fans in the front um, reacting is what you really w- go off of. And again, we're just so used to that Thunderdome of watching the the screens and the monitors of people doing the the you know you you know you were in there yeah. um but doing the exaggerated <laughs> booing yeah. and all of that so yeah. i agree it was kind of weird to to for them to hype up we have an audience for the first time but then you can't really hear the audience um i think yeah. at one point i asked my husband i was like I, did they forget to put the mics in the audience or something like that like but mm-hmm. then it's a stadium so you know it, yeah. yeah and then it's it's also the type of thing too where you look and like at one point, I don't even know what match it was, but um, I don't know if it was the match itself or the crowd, but like people literally just seemed like they were watching. It was during the, the women's tag team turmoil match where I mm. looked up at the crowd and like you were saying, there's the bit, there's the front section, I guess the floor seating. And then there was a barrier yeah. and then another section. And it just kind of felt like people were like just sitting there quietly mm-hmm. not moving and again part of that might be that their faces are covered, covered. Um, i wish mm-hmm. that more people had their faces covered but that's yeah. that's a we'll we'll see how that <laughs> turns out um later yeah. but i hope that and, um things were were you know as i hope that things were were relatively safe um yeah, yeah i hope so as well and you could tell that that there was more audience than what you saw because like you said sometimes you'll see that the front audience wasn't reacting but then you would hear people reacting as well so yeah. it's like okay so there is more people we just can't see them which makes sense um yeah the women's tag team turmoil match that might have been the only match that kind of had a lull in it which kind of sucks because you know that was the one of the the top like three or four matches that we were both really excited for but you know what though I have to say, mm-hmm. I I feel like I, when that match happened and as it was going along, I thought about, um, I don't know what match it was we were talking about back at the Royal Rumble, but you convinced me where I was like, oh, yeah, that's like, I be, I'm with Mari. And then what I realized is maybe my thought of not being super excited about this match, because it had nothing to do with the competitors. It's just that mm-hmm. WWE hasn't put the time into the women like we were Agreed. talking about it recently. And I'm not surprised it went the way that it did. But it's like kind of shocking because you have everything with Bianca and Sasha and, you know, they're shining. And then we have this. It feels more like a throwaway match between mm-hmm. the women with the tag team turmoil. And that wasn't that wasn't cool. But the crazy thing is all of those teams have their own little pockets of fans. They really do. Yeah. The the, the thing that brings them down, like you said, isn't the competitors themselves. It's the booking. Right. It like literally exactly. at the start of the match, it was the booking that took all the wind out of the sails because mm-hmm. we got Naomi and Lana being eliminated by Carmella and um, Billy Kay, who again <laughs> were just announced for that match like a few hours ago basically um yeah they you know they stole it because they were the the heels but it was like 
three minutes into the match. I feel like Naomi and Lana were barely out there. I didn't even get to look up for my phone. And then but, they were but eliminated. Even, but even beyond Naomi and Lana, it's like, okay, they're eliminated, which like maybe that wouldn't bother me. I kind of had like vibes about it as I saw that they were the first team to enter. But then right. what that bothers me is that the next team that's eliminated is Billy Kay and Carmella. So that kind of just buries Naomi and Lana for losing first yeah. to the team that lost second. Um, yeah. I have nothing, again, nothing against any of the teams. I'm happy that mm-hmm. uh, we will get the, the Natalia Tamina combination tomorrow with Nia and Shayna, but wow, this was I think really sloppily booked. I, you know what? Yes. I wonder though, let me like put throw in a wrench here that I wonder if they were cut for time a little bit. I I mm. don't imagine that the match would have been rearranged for any reason because of the weather delay, but I do wonder if they were cut for time at all. Um I, I have no clue. I really hope that they weren't, though. But it, it seems like that could be an explanation for why uh-huh. we barely saw Naomi and Lana and and um, even Billy and, and Carmella. So sad, yeah. sad times. And I, I agree. It just it did. It did feel very sloppily booked. And 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 but then what kind of again, like so the right squad come out. The Riot mm-hmm. Squad eliminate Billy Kay and Carmella. Um, they start to face off um, against who did the oh sexy muscle Men. friends? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They take them out. I was like, oh yeah, like Riot, Riot Squad. Squad is getting some steam, and then we get a, a Natty and Tamina win. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And then like, they're the and they're the last to enter too. So. Exactly. It just doesn't really. It doesn't make look. sense. I think honestly, I think we'll get a better sense of all of this when we Tomorrow. see that. Yeah, when we see that match, mm-hmm. because what really would make that much sense to me would be if Naya and um, if Naya and Shayna lose to to Natty and Tamina without some kind of shenanigans. Like if it's just a clean loss to. Um, to uh, Natty and Tamina, I'm getting my teams confused now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like it's it like that would make sense to me, especially with them coming in last and not looking particularly strong tonight. Strong. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So well, you no, know, we'll see. We'll see how it unfolds. We'll talk. Yeah, maybe, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll see um, Naya and Shayna keep the championship. This is kind of where I'm like, oh, okay, based on how that was booked, uh, unofficially. I might change my prediction for the match, yeah. but we'll we'll Same. see. Hopefully, it's a better match than that than the turmoil match was. Yeah, we have Seth versus Cesaro. Yes. Um, this was a good match. I mean, it was just a technically sound match. We thought it was going to be a technically sound match. Um, I think that that kind of like promo beforehand kind of gave it away what was going to happen, or at least it needed to with like Seth basically burying Cesaro saying this is Cesaro's yeah. first one-on-one match versus at WrestleMania. Yeah. And then Seth lists all of his accomplishments. Like at that moment, everybody, if you were not behind Cesaro, like if you were on the fence, like everybody was behind Cesaro at that point. So Cesaro had to win. So um, I'm very glad that Cesaro did win. He broke his swinging record. It was a, it was a good match. 
Yeah, I you know what the thing I liked about this match especially is that it really did focus around a, a simple story. Like, okay, uh, Cesaro is trying to swing Seth. By the way, what was what was um, Seth calling Cesaro earlier in the night? I'm trying. Like is it Zazaro? Zazaro. 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 It was yeah, yeah. It was a mess. So I, I mean, I didn't. I wouldn't put it past WWE to kind of bury Cesaro in the story. Like, oh, you're not good enough. You haven't ever had a singles match at Mania. Blah blah blah. I would not put it past them to bury him in that sense and then actually not give him the win but I'm, right. I'm really glad that they did because it it does make him look um stronger than he would definitely look otherwise and I don't think it really hurts Seth to lose in this way but yeah I, again I like that the match had a, a very not even a simple story but like the the basis of it the, the psychology of it was just very simple and focused it wasn't like all over the place and complicated it's like okay let me try to swing Seth around and that was most of the match even though there was a lot more to it exactly um yeah I mean no more not much more to say about that yeah uh then we had New Day uh versus AJ and Omis uh AJ and Hmm. Omis win of course um so what well let me go first on this one Almost his mm-hmm. debut. So I like yes. the match. I love when New Day was clearly working heel. I love when they work heel. Oh my God. It was so good. Just them mm-hmm. cutting the ring in half, making sure AJ couldn't get to Omus and just like really playing those mind games to make sure that he doesn't, he doesn't get to them. Um, and then finally, you know, their games caught up with them. AJ makes the tag. Omus comes in and debuts and it was okay to be quite honest. Um, there, there was Omis, nothing Omis, surprising. Exactly, like you wanted the you wanted the surprising like <laughs> lucha stuff, moonsault, yeah. and it, it, they, they Vince McMahon heard it and did the exact opposite. <laughs> uh, he, it, and that was why it wasn't the debut wasn't as good because he literally just got in the ring. He no sold anything, uh, like everything. I'm sorry. He he no sold everything. Yeah. And then he just hit him with a couple of a fist, did a a, a regular degular like power bomb or some such whatever, mm-hmm. and it was done. And it was kind of like that's that's when they cross the realm of the 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 person is so big that they need they don't do it much, and then they win, and it's just not as fun, so yeah. I hope, hopefully we get more from Omis, um, now that they're the champions hope, hopefully um, Omis and AJ uh, defend the championships a few times so we can see more, flush out more of their team dynamic, because we didn't see any, we didn't see any teamwork between yeah. AJ and Omis or, or whatnot, yeah, yeah, so and just to build on that a little bit, so I mean, I'm with you there. I think that, you know, I what <laughs> this is such like a silly thing to be impressed by with Omis, but I he moves faster than I thought he was going to move in the ring. And mm-hmm. I think that, I, I don't know, he wasn't like great Kali speed. He was a little right. like a, a few <laughs> miles per hour faster than that, which is nice. But the other thing is too, and it, it always just takes me out of it with him, when he's standing there and it was especially uh, especially obvious during this match where he's standing there on the apron 
and you're thinking, you know, shouldn't he be more fired up, more angry? Shouldn't he be trying to get into the ring? Shouldn't he be? He just stood there. And, you know, it's kind of like that thing where in a tag team match, if it is actually the finish, then you might see like the tag team partner run in and break up the the finish. But sometimes Mm. you'll have like the tag team partner who like, of course, knows that they're not doing the finish of the match. So just stands there on the apron. And I kind of felt like if I was in his shoes as a character, I would have tried to get into the ring more or been more fired up or like reached over to grab Kofi or Xavier or something. But I, yeah, I think that's the type of stuff that needs to be learned. And also the type of stuff that he's not going to learn in a world where WWE is not doing house show matches and in a world Mm -hmm. where he's not wrestling on TV because all of these um, small, small things that people have to learn. One thing that I think is so amazing that I heard from, I think an interview from Kurt Angle a few months back was that like it's you know there's there are the moves that wrestlers do but what really separates a great wrestler from a not great wrestler is everything in between the moves because like anyone could do the moves you know that's what they say at least um and that's really how i felt with omis where it's like oh his moves they're solid but everything in between is just a little bit awkward. And, and I, I want to, I'm hoping he could learn along the way and has more chances to do that. But that's really what I'm. <laughs> that's it. I'm I know like that. It, and, you know, we'll, we'll do our reaction for night two tomorrow. And then we will be back at our regularly scheduled time next week to talk about all of more fallout from WrestleMania. If we find out any, anything different. So we just want to keep this quick and simple um, as we go through uh, basically uh, the, the second to last match. Cause we haven't gotten to the main event yet. Um, Shane and uh, Shane and Braun did the steel cage match. Braun wins. I guess. Like, we, we said it, what was going to happen. Shane's going to jump off something high. He took a really high bump, which good for him. He's like 50-something and rich and taking this insane bump off the top of a steel cage for no reason. So good for him, but I just really, again, mm-hmm. I, I never connected to the storyline. Braun, Braun doing it for the people who have been called stupid. This whole bully angle is oh just my God. weird to Ugh. me. So I just personally cannot connect to it. Marie, or whatnot. How did you... <laughs> I actually laughed at that point in the match where... So he throws Shane down. Shane's like... I think this is the point where Shane's already pretty much down and out. But um, Braun looks at the crowd and says... Who's been called stupid? <laughs> and this is for you. And, and everyone cheers. That was one time where I definitely heard the crowd cheer. And I was thinking, like, this I don't I don't know if I'd be cheering. And like, what? No, no one's calling me stupid. Like, I mean, even if people had, you're just, just an awkward thing to identify with as a group. Like, yeah, we're the stupid people. <laughs> we're the people who called stupid. It's just yeah, yeah. I, just, I just don't I don't I don't care. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really also, don't. But also I don't I didn't appreciate the bump off the top of the cage. I mean the thing I guess I appreciated was that we knew that Shane would take this big bump at Mania and mm-hmm. this was a relatively 
I don't want to say a relatively safe bump because I feel like it's a similar bump to what he's done just through, you know, in different places. Um, but yeah, you know, I, uh, yeah, just, uh, it, like I don't need him to fall off stuff or be thrown off stuff anymore. It, it, like the more that we see it, the less, um, the less powerful and, you know, fun and exactly. shocking it is. And, and that's the biggest thing. It's like uh, it, you get desensitized to it. We we knew exactly. what was going to happen. Like I think I would have been more shocked if Shane didn't fall off the top of the cage. So <laughs> I mean, that would have been great if he. And then that's something for us to talk about. Like what? I thought he was going to be thrown off the. I mean, I kind of did think he was going to be thrown off, like not into the ring, but through the announce table by Braun or something. I didn't like how high up that cage was. Um, so I'm glad he landed safely. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Um, so we already talked about Bad Bunny and mm-hmm. um, Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. So let's just get to the main event. Let's talk about it so we, so everybody can go to sleep. But, yeah. oh my God, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair Main eventing WrestleMania, uh, uh, battling for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Holy cow! Like I knew yeah. that was gonna be. I knew it was gonna be a good match because again, Sasha's there, Bianca. They were both there, so you know it's gonna be a good match. But you just never know what can happen. Like exactly, you call it back to like the Becky Charlotte um, Ronda match from what we've learned now. Like. Uh, Rhonda broke her hand like midway through mm. the match or something, so the ending got truncated, and that's why that ending kind of looked weird. Um, yeah, but this was so, so smooth, and I'm not like comparing the two or anything like that, it's just to point out like you just never know what happened. Think about Roman Reigns, Undertaker, main eventing at Orlando, like that was you know, they had a lot of hiccups in that one, so again. You never know what's going to happen. The night has already been fraught with um, just weird things happening between the weather delay, like we said, production, people slipping. Like it was just, it was just weird <laughs> at the beginning mm-hmm. to the main event. Just it seemed like it was smooth as butter. It, it, yeah. it, it very much seemed like they hit everything they wanted to hit. Um, and it was just, it was, it was honestly flawless. I, I don't care. I don't care. We all know we are marks for Sasha Banks. We are marks for Bianca Belair. Um, I do try to call it like mm-hmm. I see it, but I love these two women. And I really kind of think that match exceeded my expectations, to be quite honest. Yeah. And I had yeah. high expectations. So I was, I was expected <laughs> to be let down. I think that's, that was the key. I had high expectations, but was also thinking, wow, I'm going to get let down. And I, I wasn't. Well, like, let me give like a very realistic scenario of what could have gone wrong. This <laughs> is what I was worried about throughout. And, you know, to bring it into this broader cultural context, because that's what I was thinking about when I was watching it. It's like, if you are a black person, a black woman, especially in the world, in a job, whatever it might be, and you mess up just a little bit, exactly. or if mm-hmm. you're just a little bit imperfect or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, then it, 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 that could be the big strike against you. And I was worried that they might botch one thing or botch a couple of things just like 
happens in most matches. <laughs> right. And then the crowd turns on them. And then, yes. you know, even if they're still performing well, the reactions there and the vibe is just off. And that was not the case. You know, mm-hmm. people were really invested in the match. Um, people were wearing their masks during the match. <laughs> people were like, I, they did nothing wrong in my mind because I wrote down while I was watching the match, like, no botches, please. No botches. Yeah. <laughs> like, please do not mess up anything. And they didn't. And on top of that, we saw these incredible moments of Bianca demonstrating oh her my strength gosh. at a mm. level that I really am thinking through all of the women there are. And we've seen women who've definitely been more uh, at least in terms of their gimmick, more oriented toward their strength, like China and, mm-hmm. and Beth Phoenix. But like, I legitimately don't think we've seen uh, a feat of strength like Bianca, you know, catching Sasha from the Oof. suicide dive, rolling mm-hmm. over, pressing Sasha over her head, casually walking up the ring steps and then throwing Sasha into the ring. And then there was some other stuff there too, but whoa, this was this was next level and this is my this is my like no doubt about it favorite wrestlemania match favorite wrestlemania moment this is it Mm -hmm. this is going to be it yeah because of how much it means especially but also the execution was brilliant it was flawless and and exactly that and and you you illustrated exactly what i meant i i knew that if any if even even one little thing went wrong the p- people would seize on it and be like, see, they didn't deserve the main thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I I knew that in my bones that that was going to happen. And in any re- wrestling match, something like that can happen to anybody, to anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's what I meant when I, you know, opened this conversation. So yeah. for it to not happen, again, just ex- makes you exceed your expectations. And so like, like we have to get we gave Bianca her her flowers in a sense like oh. that strength that she exhibited not only did she exhibit strength akin to like China and Beth Phoenix like we talked right. about but the athleticism the high flying aspect two four fifties mm-hmm. two four yeah. fifties Matt and a standing mm-hmm. shooting star press like mm-hmm. what other female wrestler in the WWE has been able to um, mix both strength based moves and high flying agility moves like. That is crazy. But I also think, and I know that we're going to get to Sasha in a second. It's like, regardless of like what women have done in the ring, because we always will compare uh, the Mm -hmm. women to what's happening. I really love this match as someone who's, who's always really loved women's wrestling. And it's funny because today on the, on the RHAP takeover, I was looking through my wrestling stuff and I was like, holy crap, I found all of these like eight by tens and Polaroids. Polaroids. Up mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've always been a big women's wrestling fan too. Um, and, you know, the thing that's awesome though, and Stephanie McMahon has talked about this in talking about the women's evolution. And I, you know, I, I don't know if these words are coming from her versus what a PR person is telling her, but she talks about just the skills of women being different. And there's, they bring something that you're not going to see the undertaker do that. You're not going to mm-hmm. see triple H or Shawn Michaels or even Roman Reigns or a lot of these people do. So mm-hmm. it's just different. And I, for me, it's better, you know, everyone has mm-hmm. their cup of tea, but this is what I want in my wrestling. Exactly. And so, 
going to Sasha, it was just, Mm -hmm. we got ruthless Sasha. Like, that's all we wanted. Sasha is the best in the ring when she's at her most healy, ruthless self. Mm -hmm. The many times that she utilizes uh, Bianca's braid against her was just (laughs) magnificent just for the end sequence for Bianca to use the braid to get the upper hand on on Sasha. Like, that's what we talk about when we talk about in-ring psychology, when we talk about selling, when we talk about telling a story in the match. Like, I don't care what the story is outside of the ring sometimes, Mm -hmm. if you can sell me on the actual psychology in the match. Not just doing good moves, not just doing pretty moves, but selling me on the psychology in the match because Sasha used used that braid against Bianca in every scenario and it yeah. started off when um, Bianca went to do um, it looked like she was trying to get out of a um, they were doing an Irish whip and mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know what Bianca was doing in the moment, but she had oh she was doing the thing where um Sasha was on the, the canvas and Bianca does her kind of like her springboard, like she springs into the ropes, comes back and does like a um a, yeah. a kicks, you know what I'm talking about. Handstand, yeah. I don't know. But as right. she was flipping over Sasha, Sasha grabbed her hair and brought her down. Like yeah. it was just so good. And we got, of course, we got the modified bank statement using the braid, um, flipping over. Oh my God. So I'm sorry guys, if we sound manic, but this is so exciting. Um, but um, Sasha getting her into the bank statement, Bianca crawling towards the rope. As she's crawling towards the rope, I'm like, we need a Sasha roll. We need Sasha to put her foot on the rope and roll back towards the center of the ring. That is the highlight of most Sasha matches. And we got it. But Bianca Mm -hmm. immediately countered back into the rope. I was just like, my mind was blown, guys. Let me just just, like comment on all of this, though, with Sasha uh, through that lens especially because this wouldn't be possible. This quality of match would not have happened if not for Sasha being part of it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I the thing I love about Sasha um, beyond just her in-ring work and her quality as a performer and just her, her performances always is that Sasha gets it she really gets it mm-hmm. and understands what she's doing so i'm sure that sasha and bianca i mean i don't know how the conversations went about the hair but if i'm sasha and i'm in the match like i will look dumb if i'm not constantly trying <laughs> to exploit the hair because it's just hanging there um you know like everything that sasha did is so logical but i just want to say one of the things that stood out to me is right after that so Bianca rolls, dives into the rope, grabs onto it. You know, Sasha um, wraps Bianca's hair on mm-hmm. the bottom rope, you know, kicks her a little bit. But then mm-hmm. we, we see Sasha stand up. And in that moment, and it didn't click for me with her outfit, you know, what was going on with it. I don't, I don't know exactly what the reference was, but she looked like the Joker to me. She just looked like a crazed individual who was desperate and just to have that ooh, to just be able to communicate that level of desperation that level of emotion mm-hmm. like wow that is it's powerful it's powerful and i i mean the thing is with sasha it just seems so effortless you know that i think sometimes we could overlook it but i mean she damn she killed it 
she killed it. Yeah, she really did. And they, they both did. And it, that was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Bianca um, hits the KOD, the kiss of death, and wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah. And just immediately, it's just amazing. She starts crying. The crowd pops. <laughs> her dad, dad. jumps <laughs> over the barricade. At first, I didn't know that was her dad. I was like, oh my God, that's that van is going to jump over the barricade. <laughs> I'm Fall though, because when she yes. won the Royal Rumble on her yes. Instagram, yes. we talked about this. She was mm-hmm. he was falling all over the place. So I was yeah. thinking we're gonna see him face first, bump onto the on, like onto the floor on the outside. Bianca's gonna have to help him up. But wow, like I'm just so happy for all of them because as I mentioned, even with um texting Bryce back about that win, it's like it's not just a storyline thing that happens like it really to me and I'm I'm guessing to you it feels like we won mm-hmm. in in oh, so many yes. ways and then we got the heel turn that we were talking about which like Sasha was teasing it but I think we really got like heel desperate Sasha and I hope we get even more of that heel yes. Sasha-ness by the way one want- more one more mm-hmm. thing I, I will mention, because this is like the manic nature. You said manic. It's yeah. mania. It's mania. Yeah. So like we're literally to, to, exactly. But um, wow. Like, did you see the little um, the big actually mark on Sasha's side? Yes. Uh, from the we whip. haven't even gotten to that. Yeah. There's so many details we can touch on. It was just also so phenomenal. We really might have to wait till our full episode. We we don't want to keep everybody up. But hands down, great match. Again, the whole card itself really was good. I really do think that they they built this this card from top to bottom. I think the perfect matches were on this night. I think the ebb and flow of it all was pretty was pretty good um yeah the shane and braun stuff uh, where there was kind of a low was negated Mm -hmm. by the bad bunny and miz and morrison all them high and then just to end like that was it was just great it was it was it was a great night i am so happy for bianca i just put play her winning on a loop put it somewhere put it on my grave put it put it somewhere because <laughs> it was just it was just uh, amazing and I, i'm so excited and i'm yeah. still excited to i'm still excited for tomorrow of course um but i nothing's gonna <laughs> nothing i know nothing is gonna taste this feeling yeah. really. it, it really it really won't so the, the, uh, yeah the thing i'm most excited about for tomorrow though is that we i mean today a lot of our predictions we're not right or some right. Stuff we're not right i don't know like, yeah i don't i didn't i wasn't really keeping track but like we were wrong and that means that there were some surprises so maybe yeah. we'll get some surprises tomorrow hopefully we'll get some surprises tomorrow exactly well, I guess so today, technically because uh it's it's, <laughs> it's technically sunday or after midnight but yeah i'm, I'm yeah. hoping we'll get that and uh same thing tomorrow guys we'll um try and um, well, well, I guess we'll keep it set for 1030. Maybe we'll p- push it back to 11 for tomorrow. And then yeah. we'll just see whenever the card, when the show actually ends. Once it actually ends, give us about like five or 10 minutes and then we'll come on. Um, just make sure you're following us uh, here on Stereo so you can get notified for when we go live, for our live reactions for WrestleMania night 
two tomorrow. So before we get out of here, if anybody else wants to leave a quick um, audio question or audio note or audio comment, feel free to do it. Um, other than that, Matt, where can people find you? Well, um, up until about five minutes from now, you'll be able to find me at the RHAP, the Half Grams Instagram, finishing up the takeover. Mari's going to be taking over tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. And you could also find me at Matt Scott DW, um, probably on Twitter and Stereo, where you can hit me up. And, and it's been cool to have all of these conversations with all of you listeners um, over the course of this podcast since the start of the year. So hit me up there. Um, and then there's also the RHAP patron group, the Job has a squad cast group. I'm doing plugs. It's late. We just had night one of mania, but yeah, find <laughs> us in all of these different places. And Mari, where could they find you? Uh, as always, you can find me at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two, like a number two, here on stereo and um, on Twitter. Uh, follow us. So keep up to date for our podcast. Again, our podcast is the Wrestling Rehap Up. Mm-hmm. You can um, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so, Matt, uh, good night. Uh, I'll see, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And yep. we can't wait for part two of WrestleMania 37. That's right. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.